Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Cool Zone Media. Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast featuring a sound-activated strobe light that you can't see because this is not a visual podcast. Unless you have, like, synesthesia and you can, like, start hearing, seeing the strobe through our voices, in which case, good for you. Wish that was me. Yeah, so that that's Garrison. Uh, I'm Mia. We're back again. <laughs> We're back again for Descent into Hell. Yeah, so so last episode we talked about Colin Huang and the rise of PDD, which is China's second largest shopping app, and the Chinese version of the app Temu. So we're now in the post-Colin Huang era, an era I think actually might be worse than the original era, which is kind of stunning. But, you know, here we are. Here we are. Um, And this era actually starts really well for PDD. This is like 2020, 2021. China's lockdowns, are actually incredible for PDD because as we talked about last episode, PDD's strategy is group shopping, right? It's about getting a bunch of people to buy things together to make it cheaper, thus pulling in more and more customers. Now, China had real lockdowns, and in a real lockdown, this is increasingly how people got food. You know, the strictness of the lockdowns vary across, like depending on what province you're in, right? But like, so like my family was in Inner Mongolia. And in Inner Mongolia, in like the first lockdowns, you could send, you could only send one member of your family outside per week to like, you know, to go get groceries. Otherwise, everyone else at all times has to stay indoors. And this meant that people started pooling together to like all buy groceries and then sending one person out to like go pick up the delivery. And this, this ingrained PDD's like fundamental strategy of like buying into the, into the consciousness of the Chinese public because they'd just been doing it for like, a year, right? And as, as 2020 sort of roared on, PDD like skyrockets. Um, it, it, this this is this the period from like 2020 to like 2024 has been the period where PDD's grown the most. I mean, it was already pretty big before then, but now you know it, it's it's now like the main competitor of Alibaba. It's like the previously unassailable like online shopping giant. The company grew so much. But it forced the other like shopping companies to get into the fruit market because it was like clobbering them there so badly. So, yeah, it was wild. But then a bunch of absolutely terrible stories broke about PDD in both the Chinese and American press. So we're going to start with the stuff that's, I guess, less bad. And then it's going to get worse. So question number one, is the PDD app malware? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just really jumping right in here. Oh, this is this is the mild shit. This is the. Are, are we allowed to say this legally? Are we allowed? To... Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, well, okay. here's the thing. So Google Play removed the app from its Play Store. Oh, okay. So. All right. All right. So, so okay, we, we, we need to be very specific about what we're talking about If it's too to bad here, for so. Google, then it's probably too bad for Yeah, us. so very specifically, this is, we're, the thing we're talking about right now is not Temu. We're talking specifically about the Chinese version of the app PDD. And this was released on the Google Play Store in like the mid-20, the mid-early, like, like I think it was like 2021 or something. And, okay, so, this, so again, and to be clear, again, this is not Temu. This is specifically the Android version of PDD. And this is interesting too, because so most people in China like don't use Android or sorry, they they don't, they don't use, they don't use Google play, right? Like they, they don't, that's not like the app store where they get their apps from. So when PDD released like their app on the app store, this is, this is them specifically going to the Western market. And uh, did they have infrastructure set up in the States to support this type of like drop shipping or like how how does this yeah. work? Yeah, uh, we'll get into it. It was like kind of later, structured yeah. a little bit like gig economy stuff in China, but how how are they going to move that <laughs> FedEx? <over? laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> well, we'll get into that more later. We talk about Temu. This first one didn't like it didn't have that many users because it was just like the Chinese app, but like here. Okay. So, okay, there's something we also we need to get out of the way first, which is that there's like a massive panic in the US about Chinese apps being like Chinese government Trojan horses, like especially TikTok. So, unfortunately, before we start this, we have to sort out kind of or like you have to make a judgment about what level of app surveillance is like the level of app surveillance you get in the US because all of your apps are spying on you. And then what is like above and beyond the like quote unquote normal level of spying? And like TikTok is TikTok is unbelievably invasive, right? Like it is true. It's a privacy nightmare. But like so are most apps. Like TikTok's worse than normal, but it's not. Yeah, but TikTok is like run by the malware. Chinese communists. So. Well, so this is something we're gonna get into, and this is this is true with PDE too. Um <laughs> the US actually gets like the stripped down, cucked, not as bad version of Chinese apps. Like TikTok does not have a bunch of the like integration stuff that that uh Douyin, the, the Chinese like version of it has, where like Douyin has this thing where like I guess Google's kind of doing it now, but like you can directly like like an influencer can hold up a product and you could tap the product and go buy it. Google is trying to do that now. Yes. Yeah, but China had that like like Douyin's had that for like ages, right? And so like so like the, the the versions of the apps that we get here are actually less bad than the Chinese ones, which makes the whole panic so funny to me. It's like no no no, like they're sending you like a better version of the app. Like it's- well, that's because when Uncle Sam calls in our version we have to take out all of the maoist influences to <laughs> a, i don't know whatever whatever so, all right all right so, so like you know look like so uh, we have to we have to sort out the difference between stuff that's just like the weird moral panic and what what's actually malware so cnn did an investigation of this app so originally there was a chinese company that a chinese security company was looked at this app and was like they're using a bunch of android exploits like they're like they're using like they're, they're they're effectively hacking your phone right they're 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 deploying a bunch of exploits of things that are like broken in in like in android and allowing you to this, like this like lesson do stuff they're not supposed to be able to do and so cnn brought in a bunch of different security like uh, analysts and like they brought in security companies like look at it and here's what they found well Quote, i don't know if you would trust the cnn they're literally called the communist news network <laughs> god damn it Okay. <laughs> Quote, the app was able to continue running in the background and prevent itself from being uninstalled, which allowed it to boost its monthly active rate. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. I'm so sorry. This guy, this guy's, this guy's name has an umlaut over the O. I'm, I'm an expert at pronouncing foreign names. G- give it All to right, me. Let's go. It's H Y P P umlaut O N E N. Good luck. You know what? I'm just gonna take a. I'm gonna take Hypo-nen. a sabbatical. <laughs> And I, I'm so sorry to this guy who I think is fine. This, this guy's a security analyst said it also had the ability to spy on competitors by tracking activity on other shopping apps and getting information from them. He added Toshin, which is like another guy, um, found PDD to have exploited about 50 Android system vulnerabilities, 
Most of these exploits were tailor-made for customized parts known as original equipment manufacturer code, which tends to be audited less than ASOP, which is like a, another kind of code, and therefore prone to more vulnerabilities, he said. PDD had also exploited a number of AOSP vulnerabilities, including one that was flagged by Toshin to Google in February 2022. Google fixed this bug in March, he said. I've never seen anything like it. It's like super expansive. Sergey Toshin, Android security expert, uh, is the guy, guy who said that, sorry. I've never seen, uh, and, and Android Toshin said, I've never seen anything like this. It's like super expansive. According to Toshin, the exploits allowed PDD to access users' location, contacts, calendars, notification, and photo albums without their consent. They were also able to change system settings and access users' social media accounts and chats, he said. Now, that is pretty bad. I will I will mention that like a lot of your normal apps can also do shit like that. Yeah. Like that's stuff that you can get out of like Google. But some of it, it's not good. The other thing that they were doing is they're doing these things called privilege escalation attacks where they're trying to get like a higher level of privilege on the system so they can run code they're not supposed to be able to. So you know how like sometimes when you're running something on a computer, you have to run it as admin so that the thing actually works? Yeah, like Discord. Yeah, I, I actually... Discord? I've been trying to stream Alan Wake 2 to my friends oh, and no. oh my god, it has been such a nightmare. <laughs> I, I'm going to personally oh, no. write to the CEO of Discord a letter and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like so, like so, there, 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 there like the, the 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 way the system security works is there's certain levels of users that are allowed to do certain things, and certain people who aren't, and this is supposed to stop people from running malicious code. And so they're doing these privilege escalation attacks where they're trying to be able to like do stuff that only admins can do. And so I, I showed this to so I, I I was trying to get a gauge on how much of this is real and how much of this is insane. And so I show I showed it to my friend who's a software engineer, and he was like, "What the fuck." So this is very specifically the privilege escalation attacks and the and the attack on the like the original equipment manufacturer code like the OEM stuff that's just not normal like that is that is actual malware that is like not that is not normal app bullshit like this thing is trying to hack your phone so in, in 2023 the like Google pulled the app from the store because everyone was like what the fuck wait this is just literally malware I'm gonna I'm gonna so so what were they trying to do here's CNN again. It was in 2020, according to a current PDD employee, that the company set up a team of about 100 engineers and product managers to dig for vulnerabilities in Android phones, develop ways to exploit them, and turn that into profit. According to the source, who, re- who requested anonymity for fear, of repri- for fear of reprisals, the company only targeted users in rural areas and smaller towns initially, while avoiding users in mega, in mega cities such as Beijing and Shanghai. The goal was to reduce the risk of being exposed, they said. By collecting expansive data on user activities, the company was able to create a comprehensive portrait of the user's habits, interests, and preferences, according to the source. This also allowed it to improve its machine learning model to offer more personalized push notifications and ads, attracting users to open the app and place orders, they said. So this all makes perfect sense with like wh- how we know that PDD operates, right? Like, you know, they're trying to build detailed profiles of rural customers so they can serve them more efficient ads, and they're doing it by... Apparently, just straight up running an in-house hacking team, like a pretty large one. Huh. <laughs> so they supposedly that team got like axed, and they don't do it anymore. But who knows? So okay, this is not even close to the most batshit thing that PDD gets up to. Okay, we're we're gonna escalate up the how weird this stuff is. So one of the things that that PDD has a six tone was reporting is that they have these really strict non compete clauses that prevent people from like. So if if you if you take a job here and you get fired or like you leave, you can't take another job at a tech company for like two years. This is like fucking like any tech company, like fucking like I don't know. They're they're really expensive. It's like like fucking like setting up your grandma's website like might get you in trouble. It's like it's it's a real disaster. We have these in the U.S. too, and they absolutely suck. So I think there was a ruling about them, an FTC ruling to ban them recently. Maybe. Oh no, they're proposed. I don't. It hasn't gone through yet. They're, no, they uh, are. The FTC yeah. is trying to get rid of them, but yeah, they're still in the US too. But these ones are really strict, and apparently, they're like PDD is really aggressive about it to the point where like people people will take other jobs under fake identities, and like PDD's HR will like track them down. Oh wow! And, like, yeah. Like they're they're like headhunting these people. Well, I, like like inverse headhunt. Like 
They're, they're like they're, they're literally just hunting down people trying who are trying to get like jobs, right? And this apparently led people to adopt secret identities to like hide, right? And so this gets to something I I did not believe the first time I read it, which is that apparently, and I originally read this in Nikkei, which is usually reliable, but I read this and I was like, no way. Uh, the thing that they said was that employees at work, like who work for PDD, apparently use pseudonyms and like never tell each, like almost never tell each other their actual names that's i mean that makes sense uh and uh, apparently also they're they're banned from like like the information level information control is so strict that like you can't you're not allowed to know what like the structure of another work group is and like i i read this i was like i don't believe this right and then i started running into like other outlets like financial times was like yeah no no apparently they they talked to they talk they talked to people who work for the company they're like yeah everyone uses pseudonyms i didn't fucking know anyone's real name or like there was like one person whose real name that i know wild I don't know why they're doing I've never seen I've literally never seen this before with any company. Uh it's it's fucking nuts. I got nothing. Yeah, uh do you I know mean, who No one at this company knows my real name, so That's true. I, I do actually operate by a pseudonym. Yeah. Which is pretty is, funny. <laughs> that is not unlike a sizable portion of the Cool Zone Media team, but <laughs> no, that's, all of us are fake names. Robert Evans, that's not Robert Evans. The real Robert uh, Evans d- it was the producer of that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Anyway, do you know who also has trustworthy names that you can trust? Uh, these products. Woo! BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So true, Jeff. Wow, that was a really funny joke, Bill. Oh, we're back. Sorry, I was just talking to the two fake fake name people who are listening in <laughs> on our call right now. Mia, continue. So this is where we get to the truly bleak stuff. So, all right. In 2021, one of PDD's employees in Xinjiang just worked 
worked a shift, came home, and just straight up fucking died in her bed from overwork. This this was a you know th- this very quickly turns into a giant media thing because this woman like she's in she's in really good health and she just fucking is worked so hard that she lays down in her bed and dies. Then a worker who posted a video of an ambulance outside of PDD's headquarters with the caption "Another brave warrior of PDD has fallen," which great caption, terrible situation, great caption. He gets fired for it. And then very quickly, like after that, so they they have like a uh, the company has like a Q and A thing. Like it's effectively what happens is someone responds to like one of their social media accounts with and asks them. Uh, what do you think of the PDD worker who died after working overtime? Should PDD bear responsibility? Their corporate account responded, and I quote, look at those in the underclass. Who isn't exchanging life for money? I never thought oh of this gosh. as a problem of capital, but as a problem of this society. We live in an era where we spend our whole lives working hard. You can choose a comfortable life if you accept the consequences of comfortable living. People control how much effort they make. Everyone does. I can't believe there's people who genuinely like advocate that China is a like communist country. So deranged. That is- that's it's insane. insane. They're, They're all talk- fucking like oh this. Oh my like, god! This is this is like this. This is like and this is like so this is one of the things that like I just like I don't know. Like I I just can't fucking get over this shit because like I have a bunch of fucking family in China and you know do do they fucking quote Karl Marx? No, they quote Steve Jobs because they're all these like fucking insane entrepreneur bullshit like. Like fucking literally, like grind set, like no, work like, until you pick die. Pick yourself up by your stuff. bootstraps. Like, yeah, it's yeah, insane. Like, it's like no, it's, wow. it's your fault that you work too hard. This is actually labor's fault and not capital. Like it, this, this fucking blew up in the Chinese media. People got like re- people got really fucking pissed. And PDD at first was like, no, this is a fake post. We never did it. And then people were like, no, no, it's not. This is the, we, we found the post, right? They take they take it down. People like had saved screenshots. And eventually the company was forced to admit that it was actually their account. But then they said that it was uh, a social media contractor who put it on the corporate account, quote, by mistake. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. That's so like al- that's like me when I search my uh, Twin Peaks, not safe for work. Uh <laughs> fan art on the cool zone media account it was a mistake guys didn't mean <laughs> didn't didn't mean to post it there I don't, I don't know how that happened it got it got past the mods i don't know how yeah and, and you know people people understandably are not happy like and then 11 days later a pdd employee jumps off a fucking building again also because they've been worked so hard and this this is where we need to talk about pdd's labor conditions because they are fucking appalling. Here's Sixth Tone. A former PDD employee who left the company a year ago told Sixth Tone under conditions of anonymity that excessive work hours are common practice. Around eight months after he joined PDD in early 2019, he said employees were told they need to work at least 300 hours per month, amounting to nearly 12 hours per day, six days a week. Um, we're going to get more into that. That's a schedule called 996 where you work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week. This is incredibly common in China. This is actually a good schedule in, in, in a lot of Chinese work environments. Um, it can get way worse than that. Here's another quote from that Six Tone article. The company cares a lot about our work hours. It has become company culture. Even if staff has finished working, they'll just stay in the office. I was one of the lucky ones. I only had to work from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And my manager was nice to me. Uh, This person added that employees arriving after 11 a.m. would have their daily wages docked by three hours. It's fucking insane. It's it's nightmarish. Um, that same worker talked about how she would like this is this is a thing that's like you see you see this a lot of different accounts is that people would just literally break down crying at their desks because they had so they they were so overworked. So are are these like office jobs? These These are are fucking office workers. These are tech workers. these are fucking tech wow. workers. These are like the app design. Right. The, these are the fucking bougie tech jobs. They're not like the dying because they're getting overworked right. in like a factory or like an Amazon no, warehouse. These they're are just fucking like, tech workers. And this, wow. and this, this is the thing about this, right? Is that like, we, we only, we don't 
like there hasn't been, okay so the chinese media this actually like becomes a huge thing in the chinese media is that these people are dying there was another there's also around the same time a delivery driver lit himself on fire like as a protest for like the amount of shit that he had to deal with and this, this was a big like a huge thing in in the chinese media but almost all of the reporting and the coverage and stuff like that was about the tech workers but like fucking so many people work schedules that are worse the 996, right? The, like that is a that is a that is a tech worker schedule, right? There are a lot of places where people work fucking way worse shit. The the sort of countervailing force to it is people who like, you know, we talked about this kind of in the lying flat episodes, is people working for like one day and then eating just like plain rice with some like whatever fucking the cheapest thing they can find they can fucking get out of it and not working for two more days and working another day. But like it's it's so bad. Like the labor conditions are just appalling. And, you know, like a bu- a bunch of stories sort of started coming out about how bad PDD's like conditions are. There was one on WeChat that broke that I, I saw via six tone about the toilet situation in PDD's largest office building. So this building has 1000 people per floor. It has eight total bathrooms per floor. 1,000 people. They don't even have one bathroom for every 100 people. How, how does this even function? I mean, like, I, I, I suppose it just doesn't. People are, like, peeing, no, like, under no, their people, desk people, or something? No, people fucking, like, you don't eat in the morning. Or you try to hold out to lunch when you can run to a different building and try to use the bathrooms there. But, like, you know, either, either, either you're trying to hold it all day... Or you just yeah, or you fucking do that. You go, you go, you you use your lunch time instead of eating to fucking go somewhere else. You starve yourself. There are like there's a bunch of reports of guys just like shitting in urinals because there just literally wasn't time for them to fucking actually like use a stall. Oh god. So they're just like they're they're just like they're they're pooping in urinals. Um maybe the worst picture I've ever seen in my entire life is this is gonna be the episode art. PDD started installing timers over the toilets to show how long how long people had been there. So there's just like a like a, a a fucking clock over you that starts when you when you fucking close the door to try to get people to go to the bathroom faster. It is just appalling the conditions. And again, these are the conditions of like the office workers. It's apocalyptically bad. So I realized when I was researching this story that I'd actually ran into PDD earlier. Cause I, I, so like before I did this story, I hadn't looked into Temu at all. Um, and I realized that I had, I had ran into PDD earlier when I was tracking the story about uh, tech workers banding together to like, basically like on GitHub, these, these uh, office workers, like tech workers, like made a giant spreadsheet where everyone would document their hours and like their pay scales and stuff. And it was like, you know, it was, it was this sort of like, you know, it was it was this thing to like demand better labor conditions. Actually, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they were actually demanding like de- like workplace democracy too. It was pretty wild. But the thing that you get out of that is that PDD has the worst, the worst hours of any tech company. They are PDD is so bad that other Chinese tech companies got worse in order to compete with them. Yeah, it I mean that is the, the the hard thing about setting the bar so low is that it allows other people to lower their own bars yeah yeah and it makes just every everybody worse yeah and and again like i i I can't emphasize enough the extent to which these are the office workers right like these are the people who are making the best money out of this who are treated better than like the fucking factory workers and the fucking like people in the rural areas like fucking doing farming right but again, we don't we don't know a huge amount about what those workers' lives are like because they're not urban tech workers, and ur- urban tech workers can get their stories into the press. But like you know, migrant migrant factory workers, rural workers, there's you know, there's just not the kind of attention that you can get out of a big story about like an urban office building. And you know, I mean, these labor conditions are so bad that people are just straight up fucking dying. And the, the Chinese government eventually gets involved. Like their 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 version of the Supreme Court eventually rules that like working people twelve hours a day, six days a week is illegal. But it doesn't really matter. Like a lot of those people still have those same schedules. Yeah. And you know, and like the, and the, this this is not a this is not a problem that can be solved just by like court rulings, right? So. Yeah, it's 
it's really fucking bad. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take an ad break. I, I don't I don't have a good transition out of that shit. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM, simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150 then place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there, the the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And we're back. So all of this brings us to Temu and its slogan, Shop Like a Billionaire. So... Oh, God. This this slogan... It's so atrocious. It, it, like, it evokes, like, a... Like a nauseous reaction in me. Yeah, like it, it, it's so it, it it epitomizes everything that is wrong about our current way of living, um, yeah. and the way we idealize the rich and put them on this like pedestal for how you should live your life. But also knowing that you will never actually be there. Yeah, this is this is this is as close as you're going to get. And it's 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 also a thing where like it's it's a completely unreal like it's that's this isn't how fucking billionaires shop like billionaires no, don't it's shop not. like like you think those people fucking shop like no no they don't they have they have fucking quarreling over that. over like saving three dollars on no. a on like a mango you're like no yeah like what no. the fuck are you talking about shop. yeah so yeah I, like I I hate it I hate it so fucking much um. You know, so as we've said, like this is Temu is the American version of PDD. Um, if you're in the U.S., you've probably seen Temu ads. Apparently, like, there are not that many of them in like other countries. Like I have British friends who were just like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Mia?" And I've like, never heard of Temu before the Super Bowl, for whatever it's worth. The 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 the, the big place where they were advertising was YouTube. But if you're watching YouTube without an ad blocker, don't. I can. I don't know if I can legally recommend New Pipe, probably, but probably not. it's on your phone. <laughs> you can get it. It's an app. I don't do it. I don't know if it may be legal. It may not be. I can't say. Uh, I, I will never advocate breaking the law. No, definitely buy YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely yeah. the way to yeah, go. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, so like they, okay. Like most famously, yeah, as you're saying, like, so they, they spent $27 million buying three Super Bowl ads. It was all the same ad and it sucked. Um, but you know, okay, this is only a fraction of their fucking budget, right? 
Uh, here's from the Wall Street Journal, quote, Temu's marketing budget reached $1.7 billion in 2023, and that figure will grow to nearly $3 billion in 2024, J.P. Morgan's analysts estimate. Last year, Temu's marketing spending contributed to an average loss of $7 per quarter, according to Goldman Sachs estimates. They are buying so many ads. They are literally driving other companies out of the ad market. Like Etsy CEO has been talking about how they can't afford to run ads because ads are getting too expensive because they're buying so many fucking ads. Here's Reuters quote, U.S. companies dependent on commercial spending uh, or spending on commercials, not you, you uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. commercial <laughs> yeah. spending. They are buying commercials. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Facebook, they, they say meta. I refuse to fucking call that company meta. Like, fuck that shit. They're Facebook are being saved by Chinese retailers like Temu and Xi'an. They represent 10 per those two companies, just Temu and Xi'an represent 10% of Meta's revenue last year. The Facebook owner said. So Temu is hemorrhaging money right now in order to do this, right? JP Morgan thinks they're losing 3 billion a year, but they also project one. Well, and to be fair, these projections, these projections are, wrong so many of the time of so much of the time but they're they're projecting that Tenu will be making 3.5 billion a year in 2027 and all of this raises the question why and to answer that we need to get into chinese development economics so the chinese economy has a problem and this is a problem that the ccp has known about for a long time it's the problem of turning a sort of like a low on the value chain like manufacturing economy into a consumption driven economy now the problem with transitioning into a consumption-driven economy is that people don't have enough money to boost consumer demand. The Marxist way of saying this is that under capitalism, both output and consumption are double determined by your wage, right? Your wage determines both firm output and also how much you can consume, right? In non-Marxist terms, oh no, no one has enough money to buy things in a new consumer economy? My brother in Christ, you set the wages! Okay, thank where you the for fuck, that. Where the fuck are these people supposed to be getting money from to buy your shit if you won't give them more money? Like, wait, wait, wait. So, you know, you can't do this by just making them, like, work more hours. You know, you can work people for, like, 12, 15, like, 20 hours a day, but there's only 24 hours a day. Like, there, there's an actual definite... There's an actual definite limit to the amount of exploitation you can do via increasing labor hours. This is this has always been capitalism's problem, right? Like the the sort of rapacity of, of capitalism has hit the secular limit of time itself. So the solution to this is to expand into new markets where consumers have more money, which is to say the US. So PDD initially targeted like poor rural Chinese workers, right? And this is kind of the same group that Temu was targeting in the now in the US. Um, their initial base is people who like buy from dollar stores, but they've been spreading rapidly. Temu has outpaced Xi'an to become the second largest shopping app in the U.S. And but the the, the important thing, really, yeah, yeah, they're second behind Amazon. Yeah, they're like they're destroying Xi'an. Like, wow. Yeah, I did not know they were that popular. Yeah, I mean, like estimates are like, well, I, I've seen estimates to say they have 100 million users. I don't buy that. I've seen that uh, the estimates that I think are more reliable are like 54 million users in the U.S. Although. Well, the thing is, we don't we don't have post Super Bowl numbers between fifty and one. one well, I, I think I think it's users. more like fifty. I I, I wouldn't okay. I wouldn't accept the hundred million ones. I think that's bullshit. But we we don't have good post Super Bowl data yet. Sure, kind of the issue. But yeah, they're 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 clobbering people. And but the 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 the, the, the important thing about specifically the American market for Temu is that like the kind the 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 equivalent person who shops at a dollar store in the U.S still has unfathomably more money than that same person in China. Because partially this is because of the strength of the American dollar. Partially this is because American wages are just like unfathomably higher than Chinese wages. And that that's, that's, that's true. Even if you're like, even when you account for like the relative strength of the dollar to the yuan. So, you know, um, the, 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 the other kind of important thing about Temi's strategy is that they've been using this kind of like, loophole that was set up in u.s customs law to allow people to like bring presents home from countries so like if you go to another country and you bring a present home and it's worth less than 200 dollars, you go through like an expedited customs thing and you don't have to pay tariffs on it yeah so uh <laughs> so temu and like a whole bunch of these companies just ship every single one of their packages in in quantities where it's like 799 dollars not 800 dollars that- 
Is that legal? <laughs> yeah, is yeah. That- yeah, and it's really funny. It set off this like it, it massive intracapitalist war because like a bunch of like like American right wingers, like American manufacturers, like the Republican Party, are like we need to close this gap. But then all of the fucking shipping companies are like, no, this is a vital part of the American consumer economy. And there's this like giant war going on, like both in Congress and like in the huh. <laughs> like in in the press over whether they should whether they should close this loophole. Now. You know, on the other hand, like there are real challenges to Temu being the first like company to break into the they're like Chinese companies like really truly break into the American market. Like Shein has done well, but they haven't like they have they have they're not like a rival for to Amazon, right? Like they're not big enough to like knock off one of the sort of like American tech giants. And Temu's problem is that Okay, so if you compare Temu to, to PDD, right, the Chinese version, PDD is supposed to be about spreading through word of mouth, right? It's, it spreads by, like, someone in your, you know, you, you as, a, as a, someone buying something for PDD taps your entire friend group and your family to get them to buy something for cheaper, right? But the problem is that, like... The fucking nightmare. I, just, I forgot yeah, how nightmarish this whole structure is. It's so bad. But the thing is, like, Americans don't really do that. Like, there have been attempts to do, like, Groupon things. They never worked. And Americans also don't group shop, right? Because we're... I I don't know. More weird bourgeois individuals. I don't fucking know. We yeah, just, I mean, this yeah, is not a thing that we full do. Of, we're full of a lot more, like, individualistic impulse buyers. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, is, that is kind of a large part of... Uh, what the American shopping class is 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 built off of, and 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 this isn't this is an issue for Temu because, like, they don't have the word of mouth thing that drove them in China, so they're relying on just top down like in, like massive ad buys and stuff, and there's kind of a limit, and this is something that, that that Temu understands, right? Like this is, you know, the whole there's a whole thing in the Chinese tech industry about the power of being able to leverage people's like private networks, right? Temu understands this, but they don't, they don't have a way to break into the American market because it just doesn't work like the Chinese market. So instead, they're like buying three Super Bowl ads, right? Now, there's another issue, which is that the goods that they sell suck ass and they break instantly. I, you know, that's an issue, but I don't know. It's the US. Lots of things suck and break instantly. But like it is something that's been driving sort of negative sentiment from people who've used it is they're like they buy something and it's just like sucks and they're, you know, they're unhappy about it. What, the thing I think is maybe the biggest problem is that their delivery times are really long by American standards. Because they're, they're shipping overseas, Temu had to build an actual logistics infrastructure where PDD, like, didn't, right? Because PDD is just using, like, Chinese versions of FedEx or whatever, right? And Temu is kind of doing that, but in, in, you know, in order to make it convenient for Chinese sellers, uh, the, way that they, the way that they sort of, like, set this up is they have a warehouse in Guangdong, and... Every seller like ships it to this warehouse, and then Temu deals with getting it shipped overseas. But the problem is that this is really slow, right? It takes like two weeks for things to show up, and that's not that slow by like normal standards. But this is the U.S. By Everyone's current used to American standards. That is like a tortoise, it's nightmarishly slow. Because America, I, we we have gotten used to a level. I, I'd say I gratification. Said this a lot, yeah, like this is a level of power that was previously reserved for like Chinese emperors, and we fucking use it every day to order fucking nail clippers from Amazon, right? Like, or in this my is case, the- a whole bunch of materials to build a black lodge, which I will then return as soon as my party is over. <laughs> Incredible, <laughs> you know. And this is this is a. And th- this is also something that's kind of new for Temu because PDD was built on being able to on. on doing sales that were fast enough, they could sell fruit to people, right? Do you know how hard it is to sell fucking fresh fruit to people? That's like, it's legitimately really difficult. Well, yeah, you can't, you can't ship, you can't have a two week uh, ship for mangoes. You can, but it's, well, I mean, it, it depends. You have to do a bunch of, you have, you have to have an actual logistics infrastructure set up for it, right? Yeah. You can't just ship it in like an Amazon box. They have to be, they, they have to be like specifically ripening along the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Temu's not set up to do that, right? And, and this is, and this is an issue with all of their stuff because, you know, they're, they're trying to do direct to consumer sales. But the thing is in China, it's really fast and here it's slow. And the, the upside for Temu is that their stuff is really cheap, right? It's unbelievably cheap. And, you know, obviously they're, they're losing money on the sales and most of the money they're losing on the sales is from their ad spending, not from the actual sales. And this is, 
this is where you get into again the really bleak part about this where okay so why are these why are these prices so low and part of it's tech money subsidy but a lot of it is just labor just pure pure unrivaled labor exploitation you know when when with with the chinese workers movement like as like a a sort of like collective mass movement just completely broken by tiananmen and then again during the like the crackdown through the 2010s that wiped out whatever sort of like classical workers movement style thing was may have popped up from the strikes in 2011 like there's there's no there's no mass countervailing force in chinese politics to try to raise wages like independent union organizing is illegal you will get arrested the actual unions that exist like the all china union federation doesn't do shit we don't really have that kind of like fake union thing here it's like it's like a different but you know, like they're they're I don't know. This is this is this is maybe not the time for me to try to explain China's union system. Like the unions are fucking bullshit. They don't do anything. Like if you go to them and be like, my wages are too low, they'll try to get you to like negotiate with the company directly, right? Like like as an individual. And like it's they're nonsense. They're completely useless. And you know, the result of this and the result of just like the incredible poverty of of the Chinese working class. And the fact that, you know, a lot of Chinese migrant workers who are the people who are actually making these goods, so a lot of it, some of it's rural workers, some of it's migrant workers, but a lot of these people's wages are lower than they otherwise would be because they're drawing revenue off of like their off of off of like the plots of land that their family has. Like back in the countryside when they like when they they like migrate to another city to to find a job. Yeah. So like all, all of these factors are just institutionally like smashing the price of like like, like smashing like wages. And there's no, there's no fucking, there, there's not, there's nothing really there to resist them and, and act like, you know, it's not like the Chinese working class, like completely takes it lying down. Right. But it's like their resistance strategies are trying to work as little as possible, but that doesn't, that's, you know, and that, that's something that can be very effective in the sense of like, you're working a lot less, but it's not something that drives up like wages. And so when when you're looking at Temu and you're seeing a pair of jeans for $2, like what you are seeing is the raw exploitation of the Chinese working class. And this is also true of like the rest of the fucking shit you buy from China, right? Like m- almost all of the price of like a shirt that you're buying. I mean, China's textile manufacturing is kind of like not what it used to be, right? But like, you know, but like you're you're buying like fucking some bullshit from China. Like if you're buying from like another dropshipping company, right? Like the thing you're actually paying for, you're paying the dropshipping company. You're not fucking paying the workers. They're not. They're fucking not making shit. All like all of the stuff that's like, I mean, it's not like one hundred percent, but like a huge portion of of the fact that the price is higher on non temu sites is just like it's just markups because this is this is just what the Chinese economy is. It's just sort of like it's you know it's 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 unbelievable exploitation, and this brings us. To the thing we're going to end today on, which is does Temu use slave labor? Oh, oh, okay. And the answer is probably, but it's hard to tell. So this has been a big thing because Temu is one of the companies that the State Department brought up when they were doing their investigations into like, like Xi'an was the other one into like, are these companies using Xinjiang slave labor? And you know this is labor from people put in 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 the fucking camps. I I think the answer is probably because I mean the, so the thing is the State Department doesn't have any actual evidence, right? Like they're all and, and they're they're doing this incredibly. Well, we'll get into this in a second, but like you know obviously they're doing this because this is like this is an intra like capitalist feud thing, right? The State Department's talking about this because they're pissed at China. Yeah, this is like a nationalistic but, project for the, for the United States. Yeah, but comma it's also probably true. Because these like and and this this is like the thing specifically with with PDD that we've been talking about is that they don't and Temu is like they don't vet the sellers of stuff right like we talked about last episode that like people were selling sleeping pills as date rate drugs right they don't fucking vet it at all so yeah probably like quite possibly yeah the stuff the stuff that they're selling from Xinjiang and they have a pretty large presence there like was using sort of like prison slave labor from the camps there. However, comma, we can't talk about 
prison slave labor without talking about the fact that fucking every goddamn U.S. firm also uses prison slave labor. Everyone from fucking McDonald's to Starbucks to Walgreens to JCPenney, like fucking every every company, every American company you can fucking think of uses slave labor or their slave labor in their in their supply chain. And they're using slave labor because in the U.S. under the 13th Amendment, slavery is legal as long as the person as long as the person being enslaved is incarcerated. So, you know, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like, and this is, this is, this is the problem. It doesn't matter whether you buy from the U S or China, right? Like you're, you're getting fucking slave labor. So if you, if you want to not do that, your, your, your only option, if, if you do not want to, if you do not want everything you consume, like the food that you eat, if you don't want like everything that you use in your daily life to be the product of, unfathomable human exploitation your only option is to destroy the monstrous economic system that reduces humans to commodities and tear up the fucking roots of every single one of these companies from san francisco to shanghai and burn it to the ground that's that that those are your options like it's not your individual consumer choice not going to make it any better that that's what i got i okay all right well god like (sighs) Wasn't the Super Bowl great this year? Yeah. Woo. What a game. What a game. Almost wow. al- al- almost double overtime. That was crazy. I I don't know. That was that was the worst Chiefs team of all time and they nobody could fucking beat them. We're so doomed. We're going to get Patrick Mahomes is going to win like a fucking 12 peat. It's so over for every other sports team. <sighs> Better things aren't possible unless you make them possible. Could Happen Year is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.